Hello, welcome to episode 41, A Grand Duo. This is another episode of Forgotten Cello Music, brought to you by Traveling Cello. Hi, I'm Aaron. Thanks for joining me today in this episode. It's going to be an episode of interest, intrigue, and I'm excited. This kind of excitement has not been felt for quite some time in my musical world. I'm genuinely excited about the music that I'm presenting today. Goltermann, if you didn't already know it or realize it from listening to my podcast or watching my videos on my YouTube channel, Goltermann is something of a consistent focus for me, and it it's kind of the originator of the idea of Forgotten Cello Music, the project that I am now deeply involved in and feel very much connected to. I've been in this music kind of music for a number of years now and and very consistently delving into it for two years. My original idea for this project was really to learn everything by Goltermann. It wasn't even to learn a lot of the other forgotten cello music. Initially I wanted to focus on Goltermann and finish his music. But there came a point when I needed a break from it uh, so I could refresh my uh, aesthetic batteries or my my opinions. Uh, I needed to do something else by other neglected composers to get a little more circumspection. Now after a really refreshing break and several breaks at that from Goltermann's music, I have returned in earnest to it once again. Not to say that I'm going to focus on uh, a half dozen pieces by him, but there is one in particular that I will be doing in its entirety, all three movements. Now, before you listen any further, it might be worth your while to go back and listen to episode four, where I present uh, a little bit of biography about Goltermann. Now, there's not a lot written about him. I can't find that much uh, on the internet or in or in published books, even from the 1800s, there's not that much. So I do what I can, and a lot of it is observation and then my own sense of artistic opinion about his music. And of course, as a cello teacher of 20 plus years now. So listen to episode four. Um, I've focused in that episode on his pedagogical works, like the six tone pictures, Opus 129. In German, the title is Sechs Tonbilder. Then uh, there are there's a group of five nocturnes, in particular Opus 43, number three, it's in D minor, and then his Sonatina Opus 61 in G major. This will enable you, this will actually help you get yourself acquainted with his music in a little more meaningful way uh, to prepare you for the grand duo that I'm presenting today and in his output in general, you know, his style. And I say this because, generally speaking, students 
basically learn his concerto number four in G major and probably all three movements. I did anyway. And then a few other students might learn another concerto, uh, I think B minor. I never did. I only learned that one concerto. That was his the sole piece that I learned by him. And get to know what his music is like rather than judging it just on one piece or, or maybe two in, in some other people's cases. And find out that actually he had quite a copious production. There really is much more to his music and to his output. And I think it would convince you, especially if you decided to play a little bit of his music. And not just not just sight reading, but play it a couple times, let it rest for a couple days, go back and play it again, you know, get to know his music like you would a person. Instead of casting judgment on the person right away, you you wait, you spend time with him, go back, take time time off, go back and spend some more time, and then you get to know the piece or the person in a deeper, more meaningful way. So go peruse the selection there on IMSLP. Uh, as of today, there are a healthy 56 pieces just in the compositional tab. So, you know, there's a lot to peruse. Before we get deeper, before I delve into the core of the episode, I'd like to invite you to join me. You know, get something in return for joining me on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can get uh, some exclusive content that I've created. These are basically short lesson videos targeting one technique in each video. And uh, if you want to uh, give a little bit more, you can go for like a $25 a month and possibly get some merchandise. And if you like, get your name mentioned on a future episode and in some of the videos I post on Facebook. Now, if you want to do just a kind of a single time gift because you want to support me or sponsor an episode, you can do the route of my PayPal account, and that is paypal.me forward slash traveling cello. And of course, traveling, T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G, C-E-L-L-O. That's the link. You can leave any amount there. I would like to thank my current subscribers on Patreon. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the extra content that I upload uh, now and then uh, since you're joining. And it's much appreciated. I enjoy making those special videos just for you. And also to my uh, my tippers, my donators on paypal.me forward slash traveling cello. Your support has been felt and has bolstered my energy levels. And especially to the high tipper, I hope you are enjoying your arrangement of Carol of the Bells. That is a cello quartet arrangement I did at Christmas time, and it was a specific request by this tipper. So thank you so much to your support. Hey, back to the episode of Goltermann. This is what I'm really passionate about. I mean, this is excitement. I have not felt this excited about performing, playing, uh, looking at music, listening back to my recordings since starting this podcast. 
actually since starting this project two and a half years ago. So I'm usually here by myself in this little studio and it's just me, my microphone and my cello. And uh, it gets a little bit monotonous, but man, I felt it. I really felt it. The only thing that could make it better is to have a real person playing the piano part with me and it would just be tops. Ah, this was great. Just a few days before recording this episode, I had practiced and recorded the first movement that you will be hearing. Uh, that is the Allegro Manontropo from the Grand Duo in D minor, Opus 15. I do plan on doing the other two movements that's, uh, uh, that is in the works, and that's for another episode coming up, possibly the, the following episode, 42. Yeah, I mean, even when I started preparing the piano part, I could already feel like these, this sensation, this, this, it's like a, uh, something that grows, you know, the nerves were rebooting themselves and I was getting tingles. I was starting to feel energized in my brain and my body. I mean, it was just like days back in, uh, when I was playing with people, uh, frequently and, and learning new music all the time. Uh, wow. I, it's it's very similar to the feeling when I first discovered Mendelssohn's cello sonatas and his variation concertante, or Foray's sonatas, or his little pieces like the Romance for Violin, Cello, and Organ, and, or Shostakovich's Concerto Number no. One and his sonata. You know, it's the same sensation. I I I felt excited about it. Now these are just a few standouts for me. Now. Regardless of your opinion of how Goltermann's music stacks up against these famous names, the, the well-regarded greats, I, I did get these same tingles. I mean, there's just no mistake about it. And it doesn't really matter what somebody's opinion is because I know that you have gotten those tingles for something that another or maybe the majority of people feel like, well, there's no reason to get tingles or excited about that. It's just... It's just run-of-the-mill. But I got those feelings when it came to this grand duo. And wow, I cannot wait to finish up the other two movements and record those. And I'm excited to share all of it with you. Um, why or how did I get so excited about this music? The reason is, is basically what I just said. It's it's because you just get excited about it. I mean, you, you might not even know why. It just, it just reaches our senses in a deep and profound way that other things don't. Wow. Well, obviously it's different for all of us, and, and for some, no matter how much time you spend with Goltermann, it may not speak to you this way. Um, it, and it may speak to others even more profoundly than it does to me. It just depends, you know? And it could be the the wrong time of day could be the wrong time of year on the other hand i will also acknowledge that i have been quite closely connected to his music and quite intimately frankly speaking for about six years now i've been practicing i've been playing i've even been performing not just for youtube but also um for uh, various activities, including, uh, let's see, church receptions uh, for friends when they come over, 
and also researching, just getting to know him. So it's, it's not really surprising because when you delve into something, it becomes closely associated with you and you, you have a connection to it that you would not have otherwise. And it would be impossible to have it like that without doing all this, this extra work. So the last reason that I got excited about this is that when you, even just from looking at the music, but especially when you start reading it with the piano part going, is that you get to know that Goltermann obviously knows how to write genuinely good music. He has a mastery over composition, and that's apparent in both of these grand duos. I'm doing Grand Duo Opus 15 right now, and later on I do plan on doing the playing the Opus 25 Grand Duo. I think that's in F minor. It, and it's, it's the rising and falling of the melody, the ebb and flow of varying degrees of intensities, shadings of harmonies, good use of rhythm, I mean, just all sorts of things that you don't find in, in the stuff that's more like the, I would say, pedagogical, um, let's say, upper beginner, intermediate level stuff. I mean, you when you compare it, of course there's not going to be the same level of writing the pieces that i played already those are more like pedagogical pieces they have a purpose for his students you know at the very least i would say if he didn't give them for a specific technical purpose at least it gave them something to play and so the purpose was giving them something interesting to perform at their level Let's say the, the Tone Builder, the Sonatinas, the Nocturnes, Opus 43, and I think Opus 59 or something like that. They, they're created with a, a, a somewhat limited palette of colors and techniques. And this is necessarily so for students, of course. However, they are still very well constructed and, and interesting in their own right. Now, these two grand duos... Yes, I know I've said it already. There are two grand duos, two opus numbers, 15 and 25. These have a completely new way of working out themes and figures, and indeed the structure of the music itself. And of course, he opens up the color palette. I mean, you get, you just get a whole range of shades. He paints, he paints colors all over the place. They can be dark hues, they can be bright. There are shadows, and it's worked in and around his signature bright, brightly colored music. You know, a lot of that pedagogical lower-level music is quite bright. It has quite a bright uh, color to it. There's a lot of time spent on the A string. And here, he's spending a little bit more time going in and out of those bright colors down to the darker colors. And sometimes you really feel like you need to play. You could play it on the A string, but it's too bright for the, the mood that he set. These are definitely elevated compositions, and I dare say nearly inspired. I must admit that I actually believe that these two duos are masterpieces. I, I know some people will say, well, if that's a masterpiece, can't say much for his other music and uh, 
again, I have to implore you. You need to spend time with, with somebody. You may, you may not know that there is a masterpiece there until you delve deeper, spend time with it, and flush out the ideas. It just may not be present uh, or immediately apparent. All right. I do want to compare a little bit of the music. I'm going to play some side-by-side -side examples. I'll do uh, some early recordings I did of the Tone Builder, Sonatina, uh, things like that, and then some of this uh, first movement from the Grand Duo and op uh, Opus 15 in D minor. Enjoy the comparison, and then tell me what you think. You can leave a, a response to my question as long as you go to Spotify and answer the questions there. Thank you.
pretty exciting stuff right there. I have to, uh, you, you, I think you have to admit the, the the difference in in level of of uh, conception and uh, working out of ideas completely different for the duo, the grand duo. Now, in the next episode, I plan on presenting all three movements and. You'll want to stick around for that. I think the the romance of the second movement has some beautiful moments to it. And then the finale is a firecracker of a movement. It has, uh, it has elements that are worthy of being played. Students could be learning this stuff. You'll want to listen to all three of these movements uninterrupted. And I plan on doing that without saying a word in the next episode. Yeah, so as I already mentioned before we did the comparison, uh, there, are re there are questions and occasionally I put polls on episodes. Unfortunately, you cannot respond to them and I don't even know if you can see them in anything other than the Spotify platform. I think you can if you go download the anchor.fm app so spotify owns anchor.fm and this is where my podcast is hosted but it is automatically uploaded to spotify of course and that is the place that you can type in a response i can see it i can read it i um and then it would be fun to see more people answering those questions and i can talk about the responses uh, in future episodes that'd be just fantastic thanks for being interested in this music hey I'll just throw it out there contact me in some way shape or form whether it's a response to a question or you could uh, leave me a voice message if you have anchor.fm the app downloaded and you find my episode leave me a voice message there and if you have a an interesting idea i might consider doing an episode or at least cons uh, including it in an episode in the future i mean i have enough content and ideas for dozens of episodes in the future but hey i'm up for other ideas and it could be very interesting it might inject some some different kind of life into it That'd be fun to do. Thanks a lot for listening. And remember, play more forgotten cello music. See you in the next episode. Thank you.